Music has been, and will continue to be, a universal language. Everyone on this earth has a song in their heart, and when we hear one on the radio that we love, or at a party, or with our friends, we sing and dance, and we laugh together. The Ricea community is not just a group of friends, it is a family, and they are not an exception to the rule. These are the stories of their involvement with this little thing that we call music. Welcome, one and all, to the first ever episode of the Musically Right podcast uh, here at Wright State University. Uh, my name is Maxwell Padden. I will be your host for today and forevermore. And I'm joined today by my good friend and uh, co-worker from The Guardian, uh, Tracy Evett. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing today, Tracy? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing quite well. So you are a student here at Wright State University. Um, what, is your, what is your major? So I'm a sophomore and I'm a marketing major. What about you? I am uh, in media studies. Cool, cool. What year? Uh, senior. So nice. I'll have to be graduating in about three months. Nice. Big boy. Which is crazy. <laughs> so that actually brings me to my next point, which is why are we doing this? Why are we gathering a bunch of Wright State people here in the radio station and or just in general uh, online or in studio and just recording this podcast? Well, uh, we are here to talk about music of all kinds, whether it's rock, rap, hip-hop, country, jazz, literally anything. We'll talk about it. Heck, even show tunes. Or gospel or something like that. You could name a genre and we'll talk about it. But yeah, so I've been hosting the show Rockin' Raider at Rice State University. Uh, sometimes alone, sometimes with friends. Ever since November 22nd, 2016. Uh, so it's been just over four years since we started that. And I want to be able to engage with our audience a little more as I'm about to graduate and as the spring semester comes into play. So, yes, we'll be here talking with students, alumni, possibly faculty, if we get the chance, and staff here at Wright State University, all about music. Uh, because it's one of those things that really brings us together, besides uh, being part of the Wright State community. And uh, parts of the show will be edited into Rockin' Raider uh, and airing every Monday from 3 to 5 p.m., uh, so the guest of the podcast, so Tracy here, or really whoever is in that week, will become the featured guest of that episode. So he has uh, sent me some songs uh, that he would like to uh, us to play during Monday's show um, that really define him and that he likes. So we'll be playing those during Monday's show, and it will all be Tracy. Uh, yeah, man. This is actually the second time we're recording this. This is the second time we're recording this. Uh, we actually tried to record this on Thursday. Yeah, what happened with that one, Maxwell? Um, okay, so we were. our conversation was amazing. It, it was, was. It was, was fun. really fun. However, um, I, when I went to go, we were doing this using the uh, thing called Zencaster. And when I went to go download the track, it wasn't downloading, like, at all. Uh, or actually, no, it was, but when I downloaded it, it was just empty. There's no sound. And then I messaged the Zencaster people like, yo, what the heck? <laughs> and it turns out, um, as I actually figured out too with the uh, when we did the Raider report with Shay and all them on Sunday afternoon. So that actually, um, I used the wrong input. I used... Uh, something from Voice Meter, which I usually use to record the shows when I'm not in the studio. So, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, we had a, it was an hour long too, and we already had some hiccups before that. And it <laughs> Yeah, it was like an hour long pregame. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I didn't have a <laughs> mic to use, the whole shebang, and then, then it's gone. But now Never we're back. Again. I guess I was talking to myself, isn't that how the audio sounded? <laughs> It was just, like, no responses to anything, just me talking to myself for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't get that many listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, but, yeah, it was... 
super fun, and hopefully we'll be able to get some conversation here going during today's episode. Heck yeah. So, I want to start off with a question I actually did not ask you uh, last time we were... Oh, keep me on my toes. Yeah, what's up? Uh, So, how would you say that your uh, time at Ray State University has impacted your taste in music? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Hmm... You know what I have been re- listening to recently, so obviously homework, right? Everything is homework and exams. And, uh, like, have you ever listened to, like, those homework lo-fi mixes? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Right, where it'll just be uh, just very easy to listen to, but it actually gets you in the zone. That's what I've been doing these past couple weeks, which has introduced me. But uh, specifically, there's this kind of pioneer of lo-fi, this producer named Nujabis, who's really good. And I'm, like, a huge anime nerd. And so he also did the music for this anime called Samurai Champloo, which is my favorite anime ever. And so that was pretty cool. But I would say lo-fi. Wright State's really gotten me into lo-fi to study. And um, shoot, what else? I guess that's really all I can think of off, uh, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I remember I was looking on uh, Spotify here super recently, mm-hmm. and there was um, a little meta commentary considering this is going to be on Spotify soon. And... Um, <laughs> I, was actually, I found, like, this lo-fi playlist, mm-hmm. but it was a bunch of, um, it's like, a bunch of, like, covers, like, lo-fi covers of old hits, like, I'm Yours. Dude, I was just listening to a mix like that yesterday. Yeah. Last night, I was doing homework and listening to that. It's, that was neat. Or, I think, A Thousand Years by Christina Perry, was it? Yeah. It might have been. I was listening to a more, like, 50s and 60s version, but they have a lot of those which are dope, and it'll be, like, very specific, too. Yeah. It'll be like when 50s jams are playing in your grandmother's bedroom, but you're in the living room and it's muffled. And then you turn it on, it's exactly that. It's like, kinda wow, like, this is... Yeah, kind of like with like the Redbone memes, too. Yeah, yeah. But like Red Redbone playing when you're at a bathroom at a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. it actually like it sets the tone, oddly enough. But yeah, that was dope. So it was playing like, you know, like Frank Sinatra or like uh, the Carpenters or whatever. So it was like playing some old hits, but it was cool. I like those mm-hmm. hits. And uh, yeah, so that was that's fun. What about you? Have you had any like... Songs that have just been like, man, that's Wright State University. This is why I listen to it. Um, I would, I don't, I'm not sure. I would say that for sure with uh, Wright State, because I've technically been here since like 2016. Yeah. I've learned a lot more about music mm-hmm. um, ever since like I started with the radio station. Uh, I will say one song I've been listening to recently uh, that I really like. Um, I got to pull up here. There was, I literally have like, I need to put more stuff in my like songs on Spotify. Dude, no, I feel that. But, um, one of the ones I've been listening to is, um, it's called Colors by Black Pumas. I've not listened to that. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think Black Pumas is up for the Grammy for Best New Artist. Or it really? It might have been the one before that, but they have, uh, they're up for the Grammy for Best New Album. Hmm. Best Album of the Year for, um, Colors. Or it might be record of the year. It's one of those. I can never really tell the cool. difference. But really I think good. record is individual song. Right. And then, uh, yeah, because, yeah, like whenever, uh, yeah, whenever it's record of the year, I think God's Plan was nominated, but that was a, that was a single. So mm-hmm. I think that's how it goes. I think God's Plan was nominated. I hope I didn't just make that up. No, you're good. <laughs> I think that was last year, two years ago. No, two years ago, whenever God's Plan came out. I've also apparently gotten super into remixes of Don't Start Now, apparently. Interesting. I've got Pomplamoose. I've got Walk Off the Earth. I've got the original. Is Pomplamoose um, grapefruit in French? What <laughs> is that? What that is? I don't know. Can we get a Can we get a look up on that? I have Google Translate on my phone. So all right, let's, let's figure, see. Let's see. Do let's you, figure. Do you think out. I'm correct, or do you think I'm lying? I don't know. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Pomplamoose. P A. M P L E M O U S S E. And also, I know. Oh, I so it been, is grapefruit. Yeah, nice. Uh, I only know that from Lacroix. <laughs> <laughs> I drink Lacroix like a lot. I guess whenever I buy them, I just drink the whole case in one day because it makes me feel good about myself that I'm not drinking soda. I'll be like, man, Pomplamoose is really good, and then I drink like nine of them. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then I don't feel good. Um, but that's besides the point. Yeah, I've also, so I've been making or helping out with a playlist for the tabletop club that we have here at Rice State University. Nice. We have our uh, tabletop jukebox started a few years ago. or I think it might have been last year or the year before that, actually. And uh, one of the ones I really like from there is called Big Trouble by Out of Sight. 
don't think I know that song either. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. All right, y'all have to send me this. What other songs do you have on there? Um, that anybody listening may know. There's a lot. Um, it's Wicked Game by Chris Isaacs on there. Genuinely, one of my favorite songs here recently. Um, I don't know if it's gonna become like my top song on Spotify this year, but it might. Oh, it's getting there. It might. Nice. Um, I put on. Let's see. Oh, some of these I put on here. Like, Lay Low by Ava Maybe, who is the daughter of uh, Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers. Oh, cool. Uh, Gimme, 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 A Man After Midnight by ABBA. Is that the guitarist? What? Before you said... Oh, Chad Smith. Oh, he's the drummer. Oh. Uh, He's the guy who looks like Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. You know what? I was just watching... uh, This is recommended, because Post Malone... I'm not the biggest Post Malone fan, but he's pretty, like, legit artist whenever he's not doing his pop stuff. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not the biggest fan. I think his stuff is good. But um, he performed, I think, the Grammys two years ago. He performed uh, with the Chili Peppers. Oh, the cool. song Dark Necessities. And then he played some of his songs. It was pretty cool. He played guitar with them. So mm-hmm. he's a legit guitarist, too. That dude's good. It's funny, because I literally have, like, whole albums on here. Um, I think it's Toys in the Attic by Aerosmith and then Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, fun fact. My cousin... Second cousin? I don't know. I get really confused with my family. So, what is it if it's your dad's cousin? Um, it'd be the same thing, right? Like, if if, if it's your dad's cousin, then it would be... Uh, it's your uncle. Yeah, your really? dad's cousin is your uncle from your paternal great-grandparents. You are his nephew from the cousin because you and his child share have the same great-grandparents in the common. What? Really? Damn you, Cora. Is that real? Apparently, yeah. So I guess that'd be my aunt. Yeah, your dad's cousins are your aunt and uncles from your great-grandparents. On your paternal side. Okay, but if it's... uh, See, now I feel stupid, but if it's your parents, their siblings, that's also your uncle and aunts. I believe so, yes. 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 Yes, okay. Okay. Interesting. Anyways, she dated uh, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. For like a little bit back in the day. So I'm basically I'm famous is what I'm telling you. Uh, and nobody ever believes me. There is a picture though. Not that I can show you on the podcast. But um, <laughs> I think it was a little fling. I don't really know what happened with them. But it's a little family history. Nice. Also a fun fact. Uh, rumored by Fleetwood Mac. I believe it was released on February 4th, 77. So it just celebrated a birthday yesterday. Oh nice. Uh, okay, We're recording this on February 5th. That's a fun album. Yeah it is excellent. I think I listened to it last night when working on that puzzle. So, What's your favorite uh, Fleetwood Mac song? Uh, Fleetwood Mac song, I really love You Make Loving Fun. Why was I just thinking about that song? It's I, a I fun love that song. So much. Yeah, no, I also really like, I will always have a, um, a soft spot for Go Your Own Way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always will. Like, um, the lyric, packing up, shacking up. Um, packing up, shacking, shacking up. All you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that must have hurt. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, well, the thing with Fleetwood Mac is they all, like, dated each other, didn't they? Yep. And then it's kind of like, I forgot what song it was, but but uh, it's funny when you write a song about an ex-lover, but the ex-lover's also in your band, and now you're on tour with them, and then you have to perform said song. Like, that's just, that's got to be awkward. One of, the, one of the prime examples of that is Don't Speak by uh, No Doubt. Hmm. So uh, Gwen Stefani dated the basis of that. Um, and then oh, this was way back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt started in like eighty five. I was about to say my mom told me about this. <laughs> Don't, Don't speak came out in ninety three, if I remember right, off of Tragic Kingdom. I think that was the same album as Just a Girl. But yeah, it's got a super cool bass part in it. I'll have to check that out. Uh so let's get into the nitty and gritty of it. Uh, how would you describe um the music experiences that you've had growing up? Uh music experiences I've had growing up. I remember up. we talked about this. Um you were into a couple songs and like Especially, like, middle school and stuff. Yeah, so I think that was my transformation. I think uh, growing up, though, like, as a child, there's uh, a lot of Elton John. Like, really, really young Tracy was listening to, you know, my parents turn on the Carpenters. Right. Um, so I still have love for a lot of those artists today. And, uh, yeah, all I can remember, really, is Elton John's Rocket Man was, like, defining. And obviously, I knew your song, Tiny Dancer, whatever. But just Rocket Man specifically, I remember as a kid. And then, yeah, so... Uh, I think, um, sixth grade, 
fifth and sixth grade, I was listening to like Drake because my sister was she's two grades above me. She was, you know, okay, she was getting towards high school, so she had a little bit more of like a musical palette, I guess, at that point. Mm-hmm. And so this was when Skrillex was big. I didn't listen to Skrillex, but, right. <laughs> but I like Drake. I like Two Chains. I like Lil Wayne. I was just kind of their singles or whatever. It's not like I was listening to albums at that point. That was when Drake came out with uh, "Take Care" mm-hmm. in uh, like Marvin's room and the motto. Those were all like certified sixth grade dance bangers. I was that was the fun, the most fun thing to do is listen to those songs. And uh, that was also when Macklemore came out with the Heist, right? Which that was fun. That was like thrift, thrift shop, shop yeah, thrift shop, and the can't hold us. Is that the song? Yes. Right? Do you remember this? Yeah. Straight was, banger. It was awesome. And I just remember I was sitting in my room or my brother's room, listening to it, and I was trying to remember all the lyrics I could rap the whole thing. It's funny. I was actually listening to uh, Downtown yesterday. That's a fun song. And it is weird. It's very eclectic. It is it, very eclectic. It is very fun. There's a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> yeah. And I realized that this dude rhymes tiramisu, which is not a lyric you hear in, or not a word you hear in a song. I don't think I've often, heard that in a song before. With tearing my suit. Like, oh my God. <laughs> what a bar. That's, uh, that's insane. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Nice. Like Eminem, you got competition. No, literally. Yeah, Macklemore's an interesting one. Uh, I know he does have a lot of haters, though. Yeah. Which, you know. Because I know he, that year he won the Grammy over... Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City, right. which was probably shouldn't have gone that way. But, you know, Macklemore, he also came out with, what, Same Love? Yeah. Right? Because uh, he came out as gay, or was he? Did no, he no, have, no, that was with uh, Mary Lambert, who was... Yeah, she sang The Hook, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, because I don't know if he came out as gay with that song, or it was no. I think before. it was Mary Lambert that might have came out as gay with that, because I know, I know she, she's like a, like a Christian gay singer-songwriter. Okay, because I know Macklemore is too, not Christian gay singer songwriter, but he is gay. So I think that was that was cool. Um, I personally like the song, but you know, that was a that was a cool sixth grade thing. And I think that also that also uh, gave way to my transformation of like understanding. Because you know, when you're in sixth grade, you don't really get like like I just thought people liked each other, and then you just had a kid. I don't know where the kid came from. Mm-hmm. That was a fifth sixth grade, you know. So I thought it was cool that that gave way to uh, me understanding more of like social dynamics and mm-hmm. such. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, that was sixth grade. I looked it up. Uh, Macklemore got engaged to his girlfriend of seven years in 2013. He's not gay. Nope. What? <laughs> no. There's no way. Yeah, Trisha Davis. Uh, they ha- they have two kids. You are not serious. I'm completely serious. I'm looking this up on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> Hold up. I'm so confused. Macklemore, if you hear this, I'm sorry. Then what was the point about the whole song? I th- no, I think it was Mary Lambert. It was like, Macklemore just had the verse on it. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm so confused. Wait a second. Let me... And then as well, you had good old days with uh, Kesha, too. Which is Same love. Definitely a good song. Macklemore. I thought it was because, uh... <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Am I that wrong? Yeah, when I was in the third grade, I thought that I was gay because I could draw. My uncle was, and I kept my room straight. Oh, maybe he just thought he was? Was he just challenging, like, homophobia? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Great song, nonetheless. Sorry, Macklemore. Uh, you're still dope. You know, we're accepting around here at, at WSU, but I am sorry for thinking your sexuality was different. Anyways, that's news to me. <laughs> Uh, you were mentioning the other day, you also were a huge fan of another specific Gwen Stefani song, speaking of... Oh, yeah, yeah, those. yeah. Um, well, now I'm blanking. The one with Akon? Sweet Escape. Sweet Oh, so beautiful. That's my. That's like my childhood song. That was like that kid's bop. I would listen to the radio and the kid's bop, so I would have like the Sweet Escape. It was like uh, songs about Jane came around. Yeah. Like way early when I was a with, child. With uh, Maroon 5, yeah. Mm-hmm. So songs about Jane was out. And so, yeah, this love was just like eternal, eternal banger. Love oh, yeah, that song. Sure. And then, yeah, so that was cool. That was that was early childhood. And uh, a second apology to Macklemore. I don't care if you're listening to this. I'm going to apologize a second. <laughs> so, hold up. Mary Lambert, who sings The Hook, is gay. Yes, she is. 
So he offered a verse combating his homophobia and his upbringing, understanding like sexuality. I is believe so. that the purpose of the song. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for this explanation. Consider me enlightened. Yeah, it, condem- it condemns homophobia in mainstream hip hop society and mass media. Cool. You know what's uh, what's interesting? This is a little side topic, but um, yeah, Kanye was condemning homophobia like way back, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. This was like early two thousands. Well, Kanye's always been eclectic. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but he was doing that way back, which is also interesting. So Macklemore comes out with that, but uh, to have an artist like that lead that conversation probably couldn't have done too good for him back in the day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's an interesting point. But anyways, back to Gwen Stefani. Sweet Escape was like. That's a top... That's the greatest song of all time. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's pretty up there. That's a fun song. Do you remember when... So, it was American Idol, and they were all, like, trying to sing this song in the group audition with Sweet Escape, and everyone kept getting the lyrics wrong, and everyone kept getting out because they had no idea what the lyrics were to Sweet Escape. No! Is this a thing? Yes, it was. I don't know what's worse, that or whenever the Whip and Nene song came out, and we had a church choir singing it. <laughs> that's pretty horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. I remember. <laughs> Wait, that actually happened. Oh, let me send you some after, but it'd be this church choir, but it'd be kids, right? Yeah. And they would be in church and be like, watch me whip. <laughs> and then they'd all whip. And it's so high because they're all kids, right? And their voices are high and it's hilarious. And they're whipping and neighing during this presentation of this uh, great, <laughs> great choir of a song. That's hilarious. Okay, so back to the whip and Nene thing. I looked it up on YouTube. So this is, uh, I think this is the one I watched, the middle school choir with the whip and Nene, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. And then there's just all these reaction videos. Some deacons hitting the whip and Nene. That's on YouTube. Um, yeah, man. Pastor does the whip and Nene. That's awesome. Oh, my God. And, yeah, church. Watch me whip choir. These are hilarious. I have to send you some. But I think the children one, that was probably not a church choir. That might just be a regular middle school <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Hilarious. That's that's something. Top tier comedy. Um, yeah. So seventh grade, it was like, uh, yeah, seventh grade is when I kind of came into what I started listening to a little bit more, like came into my uh, own personality. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that was just a little bit more. I remember seventh grade, I think I, was, I started listening to My Chemical Romance. It, which was random for me. I'd never listened to like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to, uh, is it Welcome to the Black Parade? Yes. Right? I remember listening to that, and I was like, man, this is awesome. I would sit in my bed, and my mom would be like, isn't that time to go to bed? I'm like, mom, I'm listening to a song. <laughs> and so, yeah, I would start listening to random stuff like that. And uh, But then eighth grade, I kind of um, I sat on the bus with my friend, uh, Cody, and his... A friend who was, uh, I think, two grades above us. You know how it's like the older brother type deal. We would all sit on the bus. Mm-hmm. And he had songs that we didn't know about. So he would show us songs by Kendrick Lamar or by, you know, it basically any rapper that we didn't listen to. And so I'd listen to a little bit of Good Kid, Mad City. But I remember this friend would show my friend Cody. And then Cody would in turn, you know, show me some songs. And then I would show him some songs. So then you flash forward to freshman year. And uh, we had this thing called AVP, which was like 15 minutes of... Yeah, we talked about this, right? 15... It's, not, it's not Alien versus Predator. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? It's not Alien versus Predator, right? It is not Alien versus Predator. Yeah, we did talk about this. <laughs> and then I gave the story of uh, the time I watched Monsters versus Aliens. Yeah. My dad, not the animated one. I thought My dad thought I watched Alien versus Predator. Which, uh, anyways, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yes, you get to AVP. And, uh, yeah, you had 15 minutes, but we had the chillest teacher of all time. And he would just let us talk or listen to music. This kid had a DS in there. He would play his DS. He'd play Smash Bros. on the DS, which was hilarious. So we'd play that too. But um, what we did there was that's when I uh, came into my, you know, actual true musical awakening where I like started like straying away from the radio. I think I got Apple Music sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I started listening to just a ton of stuff on YouTube. And then, um, yeah, so we would just, I would bring in my headphones. I'd be like, bro, you got to listen to this. And if we didn't have them, I'd just, you know, play it through this phone speaker. 
And that's uh, J. Cole's um, 2014 Forest Hills Drive was me and Cody really got into that. And that was interesting. You know, it was, uh, it was the first album I think I listened to fully, like all the way through. Which, did you have an album that you just like the first time you truly listened to a whole album? Um, actually, I was going to ask you about that. Um, well, there's a few that I like really like, but I don't know if I listened to them, f- like when I listened to them fully. Uh, In a Lonely Hour by Sam Smith. For sure, that one. I also listened to that one fully. Um, Darkness, no, what's that called? The Darkness Estes album, The Getaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of them. Chili Peppers? Yeah. Um, and then... I think probably the one of them I've heard fully, it was the Judas Priest album. Mm-hmm. But I remember we were listening to it. Like, my dad's a huge fan of Judas Priest, and we would listen to it on the way to, um, like, Myrtle Beach for vacation. We yeah. listened to Angel of Retribution and Defenders of the Faith. And it was fantastic. It was mind-blowing for a lowly young Paxwell. No, dude, I'm telling you, listen to that. The first time you listen to an album fully, and you understand, because... I didn't understand until a little, like, I forgot when I finally got this, but the concept of, because uh, I don't listen to the radio, right? Or right. I listen to, like, Kids Bop as a kid. But I didn't understand the thing about albums. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, whatever played on the radio, that artist just came out with another song. Mm-hmm. That's just what I thought as a kid. Oh, Gwen Stefani came out with this cool song. It's on an album, which then, you know, or she might have released it as a single beforehand, but it's on the album. I didn't get that concept before. Right. And so, yeah, so whenever I listened to J. Cole's 2014 Forest Hills Drive, it was the first time he, he dropped something, right? And then I listened to it from the intro to the outro fully. And that was pretty life-changing. And that's when I really got into Kanye, um, who is my favorite artist ever, even to this day. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and then I got into, well, his dad, Cody's dad, was telling him about all this alternative stuff. And, uh, you know, he showed me, like, the Pixies, uh, the Strokes, uh, just bands I'd never really heard about. Mazzy Star, you know, all these 90s bands. Right. And, uh, yeah, so it was pretty cool. It was cool to get, uh, I would show him some rap, he would show me some rap, but then he'd show me some alternative that his dad showed him, and we'd be like, whoa, we've never really listened to stuff like this. And so that was cool. I think, uh, that ninth grade was pretty pivotal. And so, yeah, man. Mm. How would you describe your, uh, music taste? Uh, I think it's all over the place. Um, it's kind of like... I don't want to be a typical, like, I don't listen to country. Mm-hmm. It's hit or miss with me with country. Pop country, please get away from me if you're listening to that. I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm not. But uh, I don't really, I stray away from stuff like that. I don't really listen to pop as a whole. Um, it depends, I guess. But, like, the radio pop where it's just, like, formulaic is not really my cup of tea. Right. Um, but it's really anything. I don't listen to too much electronic, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I can listen to someone from, like, Merle Haggard if I'm talking, like, old country, like, you know, or folk or whatever. I love that. Or I'll listen to, like, Jimi Hendrix, and then the next part of my playlist is a Kanye song, and it's, you know, all over the place. But I listen to a lot of stuff. Mm. Say it's all over the place. Uh, what sort of artist would you say have inspired you? So, okay, who's inspired? I got to say it's Kanye. It's got to be Kanye because, okay. You know what everyone says about him. He's whatever, he's whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we've or we've all heard that. My point with him is he's still unapologetically him, mm-hmm. which you can't deny that he's... Okay, even if he's egotistical, which a lot of people say he is, Yeah, right? I'll just listen to his music and uh, I'll just be like, man, this dude really can make some stuff, even if people some people don't appreciate it. But I just... Uh, every time I work out... Like, the other day, I was kickboxing at the gym, and I was listening to a song called I Wonder off the album Graduation, mm-hmm. and he was just talking about his name one day lighting up the Chicago skyline, and, like, it's just like, bro, like, that really happened. Like, he kind of spoke everything into existence. Like, he really has done these world tours. He's done all of these things, and, uh, yeah, he started off as a humble producer. He was producing for Jay-Z, right? He was doing these, some R&B artists back in the day. And one day he rapped, and people liked it, and that's when he came out with College Dropout. And, uh, yeah, I think his story is pretty crazy. I think he was a hustler. And um, I'm also a huge fan of, like, hip-hop production mm-hmm. and soul. I like soul music, like, specifically, but um, a lot of his early stuff was soul samples. So he would just flip these soul samples, these soul records, right, and then just make these beats that are really soulful, and that's kind of my jam. I love some soul beats, so... 
he's pretty up there for me. I know one of the songs that I really like from him. Um, this might be a little basic. No, you're good, man. But it's American Boy. Mm-hmm. With yeah, Estelle, with Estelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I believe took us the instrumental from a Will I Am song, if I remember right. It might have. I forget what it was called, but it's so good. And then um, Estelle also went on to uh, Steven Universe as well. Did she really? Yeah, she voices. Um, I believe it's Garnet. Whoa, I didn't know that. So that that's that, cool. That was super. Cool. You know, American Boy is a fun song. Yeah, that's a very fun song, man. No, I. Uh, the thing with hip hop, I used to like have this thing in uh where I'd be like, man, I don't know, sampling. You know, it's kind of is it stealing? Is it whatever? But then I realized, obviously, they pay the people they sample mm. and whatever. But then there's an art to it. Some of these songs that I listen to with Kanye, or even this producer named Mike Dean. Mm. Who works with Kanye a lot? It's you can't even. It's unrecognizable what they did with the song. They might take a snippet, add some drums to it, and it's just like you just don't even know what happened. Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool, and he's obviously influential. If you listen to like artists today, like when he came out with 808s and Heartbreaks, and then you listen to like Travis Scott, mm-hmm. like you can see where Travis Scott comes from. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting too when you can. You can build a song basically just out of samples. Like, for example, Hips Don't Lie mm-hmm. by Shakira and Wycliffe Sheen. Or Bust a Move by Young MC. Yeah. Like, that song is basically just built off of samples. Well, I know the uh, Beastie Boys, weren't they a lot of samples? Uh, yeah. Sample-based, so, yeah. right? Like, Licensed to Ill? I, I can't say I've listened uh, to that much and Beastie then, Boys. Yeah, you've also got stuff that's been sampled a lot as well, like the Amen Break. Or... Um, from the beginning of When the Levee Break by Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. That whole, that whole drum sound. like That, that gets sampled a lot as well in hip-hop music. Yeah, well, what's interesting with sampling, well, because Led Zeppelin, I think, was sampled a decent amount with Beastie Boys. Don't quote me, but I think. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just like uh, you repurpose music for a different reason, right? So I think that's cool. Like how a song from... There's a song... Oh... On Kid See Ghost, the album with Kid Cudi and Kanye, he sampled this, like, 1920s, like, jazz thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that song would probably not be heard that much, if ever, if he didn't sample this song. It was very obscure. He'll do obscure stuff. And I was listening to this song the other day with the rappers MF Doom and uh, RZA from Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. And it flipped this song, this Cambodian soul song. Who would be listening to Cambodian Soul from America if this song hadn't done that? You know what I mean? It's just an interesting, like, it repurposes and it allows people to listen to more, which is, I don't have TikTok personally, but I think it's cool that TikTok, you know, people are like, oh, it's ruining songs. I think it's cool that it is showing old songs, though. Because how are you, how else are you going to make a, because you know Paul Anka's Put Your Head on My Shoulder. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, like the Silhouette Challenge. Right? I didn't know that that was a song for that until, like, yesterday. But even before, I think that was a famous song on TikTok, but... Or even uh, take, "Can't Take My Eyes Off You" by Frankie Valli. Became, yeah, who'd be uh, listening one? to Paul Anka? I had I'd have that on record, by the way. That's a, I found it for like ninety nine cents. And I was like, bro, I gotta have this. But who'd be listening to Paul Anka as a thirteen year old if TikTok didn't exist? I think I think I can see where people are like, oh, you know, the songs it's annoying or whatever. But then just don't yeah. look at it. Or Frankie Valli too. Yeah, just a lot of people. Yeah. Right. So I saw this. Um, let me pull this song up. I guess this was on a this was on a TikTok. It was called Lonesome Road. By Ricky Nelson. What 13-year-old is listening to Ricky Nelson? That's so random. Yeah. Right? So, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's cool. Mm. I think it's interesting. And, um... Yeah, I think sampling does a lot for people. But, also, you can get in trouble, like you said, with those old samples. Mm. I think uh, De La Soul, this, uh, this group from the 80s, 90s? Yeah. Is that what they are? I think. Um, a lot of their stuff was sampled. But back in the day, sampling was not regulated. So a lot of their stuff can't even be put on streaming platforms because they took a lot from other songs. And then they are... Oh, the thing with sampling that's hard is like you have to give rights to someone or pay a royalty or whatever. Mm-hmm. But say that person's deceased, then what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Probably have to give it to their estate. Right? right? But then it's like, will they even contact you back? Is that person keeping up with it? What if they're asking for a crazy amount? Okay, they're asking for too much. This song won't be released. What if this song is coupled with four other songs that sampled from the same artist. Now the whole album's kind of spotty. So it's a lot of that. you got to get... Mm-hmm. And with De La Soul, since they sampled a lot of stuff, I guess a lot of their stuff hasn't been passed through. 
Mm. And so, yeah. Some songs won't be released because the sample can't get cleared, which is an interesting concept. It's kind of like, do you, do you remember hearing about the um, the lawsuit between Robin Thicke with Blurred Lines and Got to Give It Up by Marvin Gaye? Marvin Gaye, yeah, because they took the, uh, is it the drums? I think it just sounded like really similar to it. Maybe, it, I did listen to both. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. I think because Pharrell produced that. Mm. And uh, they got some flack for that. I think they lost the lawsuit, didn't mm. they? Uh, I think so, yeah. But, right? Like, uh, Imagine if, like, they actually cleared that, or if they were actually, like, trying to sample Marvin Gaye's Got to Give It Up, you'd have to go to Marvin Gaye's save it. He died in the 80s. Yeah, so then it's just the question of, uh, you know, because, okay, for example, like, with a, a 20 soul record. Yeah. How, who do you talk to is the question, right? Yeah. And say they're super obscure, so for that... That song that I said sampled that Cambodian record, um, it actually wasn't officially released. It was a fan-made edit, but the beat was amazing. It was on mm. YouTube. But uh, if that truly wanted to be released and monetized, that's then that's the language barrier. It could also Who, be in the public domain, too. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. That's a good That's a good thing to look at. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's quite the interesting conversation, for sure. talk about uh the albums we liked in 2020 and the albums we hope to like in 2021 heck yeah uh so let's start off i believe this came out in january 7th um or january 9th somewhere in like early january of 2020 Mm -hmm. uh mac miller's circles yeah that was fun like dude that is insane i so i actually didn't really listen to a lot of full albums until i started working for the guardian and doing music reviews Mm mm-hmm and, like, that really opened my eyes to all this. Yeah. And th- the first one I did was Mac Miller's Circles. Now, I know he did, like, he was trying to do the, the swimming in circles swimming concept. In circles, with, yeah. like, swimming from, I think, 2017, 2018. Yeah. And then circles from 2020. That's insane. Like, it is really nice how he's done that. And a lot of the songs in there are really good. Like, I remember uh, we were talking about Blue World. Yeah, day. that production's awesome. Yeah, like those the choppy vocals that you have that's mm-hmm. or even like uh good news as well. Yeah, good news is fun. Is uh hand me downs on there? I think so, yeah. You know, a lot of his songs, I think uh because we talked about this last time, mm-hmm. the musical evolution for Mac Miller's insane. Like that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Because like, bro, he came out with Blue Slide Park, Party on Fifth Avenue, like those old, like you know, his old stuff. And you look at it now, and it's like, holy cow, this dude really transformed. And um, the producer, Mad Lib, mm-hmm. I think has an album with Mac Miller that's supposed to come out too. But uh, Mad Lib's very hard to reach. He's very hard to get. And the fact that he even, you know, he worked with Mac, that's interesting. Like, it's the same Mac from before. Would he, if he didn't have a musical evolution, would his career even be this long? You know what I mean? Right. Because... I think uh, he was a fun rapper to listen to before. He was goofy. He was this kid from Pittsburgh. He was dope, right? But then it's like, then he started really rapping. I remember he came out with uh, watching movies with the sound off. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, whoa, this guy's like an artist. I think Tyler, the creator, is like the same way. Mm-hmm. He had what, like five or six albums by the time? Um, I think so. I haven't listened to too much Mac Miller, but I think so. But like with Tyler, the creator, did you ever listen to Odd Future? I have not. They were just goofy. Like, they would just say wild stuff. They were controversial. They were just this group. So, like, Frank Ocean mm-hmm. was an odd future. Um, Earl Sweatshirt. So, mm-hmm. but but then Tyler, the creator, like, he was fun. But he even said our music wasn't good when I was an odd future. Like, he, I think he said that his album Wolf was not really too good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then. He came then, up with Igor, yeah. Yeah, Igor, and he was at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. It's like, if he didn't have that musical evolution, it's like, I don't know where he would be. It's an interesting conversation. So, yeah, but, uh, no, Mac Miller's album was dope. My, I still can't think, I don't really know if I just listened to older music in 2020, but I listened to a lot of Coke rap, which is random, but, um, Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs was awesome. I listened to that on the way here. Uh, Burden of Proof by Benny the Butcher was awesome. And then West Side Guns, uh, Pray for Paris was awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I listened to a lot of that type of rap. Um, 
Little Baby's My Turn was sweet. That was fun. But man, that Mac Miller record was cool. That was a good record. And then uh, one of the frequent collaborators of Mac Miller, Thundercat, he actually mm-hmm. released an album. He did. Uh, like mid-April, I think. I haven't listened to the whole thing, though. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people liked it, though. I saw yeah. um, I saw a lot of people had some rave reviews. It is. Dude, Thundercat's special. It, it that dude's good. good. He's a god at bass. I think he was performing with the Chili Peppers as well. Um, I mean, I would assume so. I think he did, he did Go Robot with him. Oh, did he? Because uh-huh. uh, if have you ever watched um, Tiny Desk Concert? I believe so, yeah. Mac Miller's Thundercat actually did the bass in What's the Use? Mm-hmm. Which is, that bass line is so sweet. Mm-hmm. I think that's, is that in Swimming? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That bass line is so awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, Thundercat's amazing. That dude's crazy. I've seen him perform live, actually. He's just really? like, I was watching him like play, and I was just so confused because I don't understand music that much, but I was just like, oh my gosh, like, is he okay? Like, why is he playing so well? <laughs> How long ago was that when you saw him? Mm, two years ago. Oh, that's awesome. I saw him. So, uh, after the Oregon District shooting, you know, Dave Chappelle held that event. Right. It's called Gem City Shine. This is a funny story. So, I was in New Orleans the day before. Mm-hmm. Right? And I had to, like, my dad called me. I was like, hey, you know, like, Kim K and Kanye are in town, and we're supposed to have this big concert. I was like, whoa, did no one tell me about this? And so I had to figure out a way to get there. Drive back. It was like 13 hours. It was horrible. And I get there. My first day of school was the day after the concert. First day of college at Wright State. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured out I need to pick up a shift because I worked in the Oregon District at Tai 9. Pay off my employees. So I'll be like, hey, y'all, if I can get cleared by the manager to leave because we're going to be dead is what I assumed because everyone's going to be at the concert. Then I can do this. So we get through Thundercats set. It was awesome. And I'd only listened to them changes at this point. And I know that he did the bass for, I think, What's the Use? And then he did a Kendrick Lamar song, These Walls. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he had the song about, like, he wears these cat ears. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, it was so dope. This dude can sing, too. It was awesome. And then my manager yelled at me to come back. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I missed Talib Kweli. I missed Chance the Rapper, Tiana Taylor, um... Which I was sad about Chance the Rapper because he performed some songs from Acid Rap, which were amazing. Stevie Wonder was there too, right? Yes, who I also saw once I paid off all of my employees. So I talked because I was a busser. And I was like, all right, guys. um, Yeah, uh, I want to go see Stevie Wonder. So I'll give you all my tips. And I got cleared from the manager. I got cleared from the manager before, but Mm. there was a miscommunication. But yeah, so saw Stevie Wonder perform Superstition. Which was literally life changing. That was amazing. So him and uh, Chappelle sang "Happy Birthday" together because it was Chappelle's birthday. I think the previous day, mm-hmm. and that was awesome. But yeah, it was really cool. That was a cool experience. And I ended up getting to see Talib Kweli later, which was exciting at a Chappelle show. So that was fun. Nice. Um, let's see what else. So we were actually talking about this before we started recording. Uh, the Dua Lipa album "Future Nostalgia." Yeah. Um, honestly, I absolutely love that. That's genuinely got to be one of my favorite records of last year. I even bought, we talk, like if we're talking about it, I actually mm-hmm. bought that uh, vinyl record yesterday. Heck yeah, man. Of uh, Future Nostalgia. Um, I saw it on the wall at the record store I went to, which was uh, Toxic Beauty Records in Yellow Springs. And I was like, okay, am I going to be tempted enough to buy a $20 record? <laughs> the answer is yes. Exactly. You got to. Yeah, because that's just a good option. I still have... Well, I think I talked about this last time where I have, like, an obscene amount of Dua Lipa um, pictures on my yeah. Explore feed for yeah. no reason. And it's kind of died down, but I'll see the occasional Dua Lipa looking at me on my Instagram still. But um, by doing that, though, I almost listened to, like, her whole album, I swear. Just because all of these songs would be playing on these pictures of her or mm. videos of her. So then I kind of got into Dua Lipa recently. Because mm. my friend was all about Dua Lipa, like, two years ago. Mm. I forgot what her breakout single was, but... I think it was New Rules. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And, um, but yeah, no, Dua Leap is cool, man. I got to listen to the rest of that. And I accidentally downloaded Club Future Nostalgia, which is the club remix, and I was so confused. Mm-hmm. I was like, this doesn't sound like Dua Leap. <laughs> because I downloaded the club version on Apple Music. Don't get that one unless you're looking for that one. So mm-hmm. I just got the regular Future Nostalgia. So yeah, I still got to listen to that, but I'm excited. She's cool. And she's releasing the uh, the Moonlight edition of Future Nostalgia here soon. Is it like extended? Right. Yeah, I think it's like B-Sides. Oh, nice. Which would be super cool. Um, 
And she also did that Studio 2054 thing as well with like Elton John and Miley Cyrus and uh, Kylie Minogue. Oh, really? That's actually super I'll cool. I'll check that out. I listened to her cover of uh, Do I Want to Know by the Arctic Monkeys the other day, mm-hmm. which was cool. Do you have your listen to the Arctic Monkeys? Oh, yes, I love them. Right? So, the yeah, obviously, you know, Do I Want to Know. Yeah. Um, Are You Mind? Literally one of my favorite songs. Yeah, yeah, no, for real. That was a good album. Was this, What was that album called? AM? Yeah, AM. Um, which also, Hosier covered, who I love. I love Hosier. He did a very sad version. Dua Lipa's version was pretty sad. It's a sad song, actually. Mm-hmm. It's just the Arctic Monkeys have, like, that cool guitar over it, so it, like, doesn't sound as sad. Mm-hmm. But it's about this guy who just keeps crawling back to this girl, and <laughs> it's pretty depressing. Good song, though. Uh, she also did a cover. I don't remember where it was, but she did a cover of I'm Not the Only One by Sam Smith. So good. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that on my YouTube. I don't listen to it, though. I got to check that out. Mm-hmm. That was a good album, In the Lonely Hour. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you mentioned that. That was my eighth grade, like album where i listened to that a lot i don't know that might have been the first album i listened to fully hey you might have gotten me there i thought it was j cole it might be both i don't really know both of those albums were great though mm-hmm. um that's that's such a good song though i'm mm-hmm. not the only one um but yeah uh i know i think my favorite song on future nostalgia is love again um it's got we we're talking about samples earlier it has the sample from a uh, white town's your woman which actually comes from a 1932 song, or it comes from like a 50 song, which comes from a 30 song that's written by Bing Crosby. Okay. And then turned into a Dua Lipa song in 2021. From You said from 32? Uh, yeah. Jeez. Which is insane. It's a while ago. Um, now, I know, it should. I feel like it should have been released as a single, but at the same time, it does have kind of some bad words in it. Same with cool. Yeah. Because it has the uh, the GD word, and you mm-hmm. know, we can't say that on the radio. Um, I wish, really wish they would have done like a, like a censored, like a radio edit version of it, because that's, that song deserves to be on the radio. It's just so good. How long is it? Because the ra- isn't the radio like sweet spot like two minutes, two minutes, 30 seconds? Yeah, I think it's like four minutes long. Okay. Do you know the song November Rain by Guns N' Roses? It's like nine Eight or nine How did that ever get that popular, being that long? Or like Bohemian or Stairway to Heaven or something like that. Yeah, a lot of those songs, it's like, geez, man. Or even Money as well by Pink Floyd. Mm, that's long. That's, uh, what, Dark Side of the Moon? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think a long song could do that well today. Mm-hmm. But I actually, but then I get confused because long-form podcast works. I like we're doing <laughs> one right now. Yeah, I sure hope so. Uh, I know you're talking about Club Future Nostalgia. I'm not a huge fan of the Madonna and Missy Elliott remix of Levitating. Because the original one had the baby, right? The original was just Dua Lipa. Or, or the original remix, and then, and then, yeah, and then they put in the original from Club Fusion Nostalgia, which was uh, Madonna and Missy Elliott. And then they ended up doing the The Baby remix, which is really good. Yeah, that one's fun. It's very fun. The Baby's fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, that's a fun guy. And then, let's see, what else? Phoebe Bridger's Punisher. I know we talked about this last time. Yeah, I still haven't listened to it. I'll get on that. <laughs> but you recommend it, dude. It is. It's something incredible. Um, I actually never really was a huge fan of Phoebe Bridgers um, before I started listening to Punisher because I heard it was like super good. I was like, screw it. I'm just gonna like put my headphones in, listen to this for like an mm-hmm. hour, and go for it. Wow. <laughs> I know the end is beautiful chaos. Like it's the perfect way to end that album. Heck yeah, man. Precisely. And I know there's some some albums where you can get away with. Um, one song that doesn't sound like the rest of the others. Yeah. Um, for example, Kyoto from Punisher. Or Is that a single? I believe so, yes. Okay. Or um, Dying in L.A. by Panic Get This Go Off of Pray for the Wicked. That's a great one right there. Was that also a single? I don't believe so, no. Interesting. That, I was, think, that was the last song on the album. I genuinely feel the best. I think oftentimes... Uh, have you ever listened to The Strokes? Yes. Okay. What have you listened to? Let me. Uh, New Abnormal, I listened to Reptilia, uh, Someday. Because I remember you put that on your playlist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someday is good. I listened to it, I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard this before. Uh, Last Night, which... Mm-hmm. On Is This It. Has some elements from American Girl. Uh, that, w- that was super cool. So they got this one song, speaking to songs that are random, like random, like they sonically, they sound way different than other songs on the album. On uh, their album, Come Down Machine, The Strokes... The song Call It Fake, Call It Karma is literally a song that the Strokes did, did sound so strange. I like it. I really like the song. A lot of people didn't like it, but uh, compared to what their other music sounds like, way different. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think what else there was last year in terms of music. 
I also, I was a fan of Plastic Cars by Miley Cyrus as well. Um, I remember listening to that pretty much like within maybe a couple days of listening to Punisher or like before that. Mm-hmm. And I like Miley Cyrus a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I she, agree. She's she awesome. had a weird public image, um, little thing, little kerfuffle, mm-hmm. uh, especially after her Disney days with Hannah Montana. But like, Which literally, you can't, every, you can't blame her. Everyone knew what yeah. Hannah Montana was, and she was basically just in the public eye for most of her teenage well, life. Well, because I think the public made a image of her that that really wasn't her, right? Yeah, exactly. Because if you got that squeaky clean Disney image, then you know they're gonna you're gonna want to break out of it. Of course, and honestly, dude, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I know what it is to be famous. Mm-hmm. So I can't sit here and judge her either. I think Miley Cyrus is cool. I listened to her podcast with Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. and um. Just you just get a new perspective on her. I think she's cool. I think she's a human. I think she, you know, when you're in the spotlight for that long, uh, you can't expect someone to act how a normal, a quote unquote normal person acts. You right. know what I mean? And vice versa. If I haven't been in the spotlight or whatever, then you just are dealt with this. You or you deal with a different set of circumstances, and your behavior might be different. Right. You know, you can't blame her. I think she's cool. Let her do what she wants to do. Um. And we're talking about Dua Lipa. Prisoner on there is so good. It is good. Um, it's got a really cool baseline to it. And their voices mesh really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I mentioned Bad Karma last time, but I would say, um, last time, even though no one's heard the last time at all, but um, mm-hmm. Nightcrawling with Billy Idol is so good. I'll have to check that out. Genuinely. Um, off the album. And then Midnight Sky, it's a single, but it is, it's also really good. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the songs in there have like weird t- have titles that you think are going to go one way, and then the song goes completely like the opposite way you think it's going to go. Yeah, it's For example, sets, yeah. Golden, golden G String. You think nice. it's going to be like a um, like a stripper song? Yeah, exactly. But it's more of like a dramatic song, like a melancholic song. <laughs> I'm just like, Miley, are you okay? Golden G String. That's a funny title. Yeah, but I will say the um, so I think the deluxe edition has. Uh, Edge of Midnight, which is like a mashup of Edge of Seventeen with Stevie Nicks and Midnight Sky. It's really good. I'll have to check that out, man. She performed that on uh, New Year's as well. Oh, cool. Here's the thing. I remember reading something about how you can't tell what's been recorded in 1977 and what's been recorded in 2020. First of all, that's a total lie. With Stevie Nicks? Yes. Is her voice worse? Yes. It sounds like very... Is it terrible? Kind of robotic as well. Is it terrible? It's not terrible. It just sounds it just sounds robotic. I mean, you gotta think she's a lot older though, and yeah. probably has done a lot of drugs since then. She did a lot of drugs in Fleetwood Mac too. Yeah. I mean, I have her um autobiography. I still have to read that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, dude, what do you expect? If you're if you're living like a rock star, your voice is not gonna be sounding like an angel when you're yeah. fifty. Uh, like take Bon Jovi, for example. Take Axl, Axl Rose. I mean yeah. his his voice I apparently is horrible. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh I don't know. If you're going to try to take care of your voice, that's one thing. But if you're living fast, your voice is going to live fast, too. Which, you know, if you're trying to sound like a gritty country singer, that's one thing. But if you're trying to sound like Stevie Nicks off Landslide, that ain't going to last that long. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which I love. That's a great song. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, final one I really liked. It was in March, and it was Niall Horan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heartbreak Weather. Still don't oh. listen to that. Oh. Gonna lie, I only listen to Slow Hands. I genuinely forgot whether I mentioned that last time. But did Fine Line come out in 2020 by Harry Styles? <sighs> yes, it did. Yes, that and New Abnormal. Those are some two that I just came up with that I. Oh enjoyed. yeah, New, <laughs> New Abnormal was really good too. Yeah, it was uh, Rick Rubin produced, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but no, uh, Harry Styles is no offense to the other Directioners is leagues ahead of all of them. Yeah, it's just I don't know what happened. I don't even Louis. I don't even know who that is. Is that a guy? Liam. Louis, Liam. I don't... Liam Payne. Louis Tomlin. Tomlinson? Tomlin? Yeah. Zayn's got a kid with Gigi Hadid. Is he really? Yeah. Why didn't I know that? Yeah, I mean, not... No offense to their music. It's just not... Compared to Harry Styles, he kind of just... You know, he kind of just... Like, like... Watermelon Sugar went to number one. (laughs) No, for real. And then, uh, even when you think of Sign of the Times, no other artist in One Direction could make a song like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, um... He's like in first place, and they're like uh, the kid who only got on the team because the parents are the coach. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> I don't know. I would actually. I would Niles say pretty good though. Harry is in first for sure. Niles in second. He's definitely in second. Yes. And then Zayn probably third. 
And then Louie is fourth, and then Liam is fifth. But it's just like, what or, are they doing? I guess Louie and Liam could be pretty interchangeable. No offense to you guys a lot. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. I tried to talk to my One Direction or friend about this. She's just obsessed with them still. Mm-hmm. She didn't really have my she didn't really have my back on this one. <laughs> and I was just like, they're just not that good. But no. Not that I've listened. I've only listened to like This Town and Slow Hands by Nile, but he'll be in second for me. I've only listened to like Pillow Talk by Zane. And then I've listened to their other random stuff, but it's or no, it didn't Zane do that one song with Taylor Swift? Yeah. Uh, I don't wanna live. Yeah. I'm just not a I don't know. I can't really get into them that much. So now let's talk about what we're looking forward to in 2021. Uh, so we're going to have some new Drake material coming out with mm-hmm. Certified Lover Boy. I'm excited. Uh, that that should be pretty fun. I know you mentioned, in, how do you think like his recent stuff that he's eh. brought in is going like, to compare it to? So Dark Lane demo tapes was eh. Um, Scorpion was eh. I don't, okay, the thing with Drake, and I think I kind of mentioned this before, it's the... It's the I got rich syndrome, right? right? So, like, Conor McGregor, I think you said you didn't watch the UFC, but you're familiar with He's the Irish fighter, yeah. right? And he just lost recently. And Dustin Poirier is a great fighter, don't get me wrong. But Conor McGregor lost pretty fast, I think, second round. But then you got to think, is it because he got that much worse, or does he just not care anymore once you have $100 million or whatever, you know? Right. And so there's few people who can have... okay. Drake still puts out hits. Right. He does. He had Literally everything flag, on right? Scorpion got on Billboard. Right, yeah. Scorpion was a lot. But I just think he did drop the song with Lil Wayne, though, called BB King Freestyle, mm-hmm. which sounded like old Drake and Wayne. And I was like, this is awesome. But uh, th- I think, uh, you know, he doesn't rap as... He just doesn't seem as hungry as before, which you also, you can't blame him if you have that much money. I don't know. I just don't think he's dropped something of insane quality recently and i still love drake i do i listen to a lot of drake but uh yeah dark lane demo tapes was okay scorpion have you did you listen to scorpion i have not i'm honestly not a huge fan of drake yeah i mean he's hit or miss but like i don't know i just wish he had more quality consistently but Mm. like i said you know if you're that rich and famous what else can i ask of you at that point Mm mm-hmm Another one I'm looking forward to actually comes out today, the day we're recording this. It is Medicine at Midnight by Foo Fighters. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Uh, Dave Grohl's basically been going strong since Nirvana days. He really has. I just watched his performance the other day on SNL, which was good. And uh, uh, they've been working with uh, Greg Kirsten, too, who is a big songwriter and producer. He's worked with like Adele and Kelly Clarkson and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say about that? Um... Not gonna lie, I haven't listened to too much Foo Fighters, but I might have to check that out. I do like Dave Grohl though; mm-hmm. he's a cool guy, or seems to be. Anyways, I don't know. Uh, we're also looking to get a uh, Billie Eilish album this week too. Yeah, not that'll this be week. This, this year. I was about to say, really? Wow. No, Billie Eilish is cool. I think she's for being in the limelight this young. I mean, I couldn't handle that. She's handling it pretty dang well. So, mm-hmm. shout out to her, and I like her music. I think she's cool. Her and Phineas are dope combo, and I like how they're brother and sister, mm-hmm. kind of just doing their thing on their pace. So, and Phineas has got a new album here recently too mm-hmm. like he's doing no, great is cool um now he's, they've got therefore i am they've got they've got uh, a couple other songs they've got my future yeah they're probably gonna go on the second album and uh, according to an interview in december they 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 had mentioned that the pair were crafting 16 songs for the lp um so which here, is a lot more than yeah both of their last efforts yeah i think when we all fall asleep at like 11 something like that and then the first one Ocean, uh, Boy, or was that an EP? Don't smile at me. Yeah. Was that an EP? Yeah, it was an EP. Okay. Um, so here's my question. Here's something I want to debate on. Do you think No Time to Die is going to get on the uh, second album? Is that the James Bond song? Yep. No. Because when Sam Smith did his song... Writings on the Wall, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that was on his album. I think usually those are a one-off thing. Yeah, good point. Because, I mean, you got to be... You got to... Uh, if... James Bond, like 007 movie producer, came up to me and was like, you want to write a song? I'd make it a one-off single so fast. Because mm-hmm. spe- the thing with those songs is uh, their themes are like, because, you know, Adele's done it too. What song does she do? What was hers called? I think Ad- Didn't Adele do a Bond theme before? Skyfall. That wasn't on her album, right? It might have been. I don't, I don't think so. But it, it doesn't usually match the tone of the artist. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Because they go for a very, 
like cinematic feel like you are watching a Bond movie. So yeah. I don't think it will. It's a cool song though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember hearing it like for the first time and literally got chills from it. Her voice is insane. Yeah, so smooth. Um, what are you looking forward to for the rest of this year? Um, I'm not too sure who all is dropping stuff, but I guess Drake. I really, I really hope he drops something of quality. Mm-hmm. I really think he can. Not that his legacy's on the line or anything. I'm just saying, me personally, I just want him to drop some just some straight rapping, like really just, just good songwriting, good bars. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. We're probably gonna get some uh, Lord as well here soon, and maybe some Adele as well as we got Lana Del Rey with Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Norman F. and Rockwell was cool. I censored myself. Uh, I think that was two years ago. A year ago, two years ago. And then, uh, yeah, Adele's dropping. That'll be awesome. And then Lord. I think Lord's dope. Lord's right. awesome. It's a high possibility we're going to see something like that, which is going to be interesting. That'll be cool. Like, I think we were mentioning um, when we last recorded this. So, Lord's debut album, if I remember right, which was Pure Heroin. It 16? came out. In, I think when she was, was 16. Yeah, it came out in. Uh, 2013 when she was 16 yeah. years old. She's like 24 now. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. That is insane. Um, like, way to go, Lord. Yeah, well, she has a high ceiling. Like, she, if you drop something like that and you're only that age, it's like, what else can you do? Same yeah. thing with Billie Eilish. And then you, know? you got stuff like melodrama, too, with, like, Only Dynamite, with, mm-hmm. like, SZA and Post Malone and Khaled, too. Like, that's a winning combination right there. Yeah, no, she had... And I love the album cover. Mm-hmm. That was a great album cover. Yeah, no, that was a cool album, though. I think my favorite on that album is uh, Liability. That was a great song. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And now we're going to go into the final segment of today's podcast, where... Uh, we are always asking a very specific question that will definitely open up an avenue for our guest. So, Tracy, mm-hmm. uh, tell us a story about a song that changed your life. Um, all right, so I brought my journal in this time. I only had notes last time we recorded this. And I wrote this. Let's see when I wrote this. I think you mentioned last time that we had two. Yeah, I think I really... I really believe it's just maybe this one song because the first song uh, is Bright Eyes is uh, First Day of My Life, which had a huge impact on me as well This during that same time. Okay, so look, this journal entry was from June 22nd, 2018, just to give you uh, the one before this. So this was around that June time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was Kid Cudi's Reborn with Kanye. So I guess it was Kid Sea Ghosts, the official artist. Yeah, but. yeah man, I think... Uh, so basically during this time, it was my junior year. Um, relationship wasn't going well. Family wasn't going too hot. I was taking tons of hard classes. It was just a, uh, it was a lot of turmoil. But um, yeah, man. So let me read some lyrics. This is a uh, one of my favorite songs ever, and maybe the most impactful one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read the first. This is from his second verse, but uh, I think it says yes. Okay, I had my issues. Ain't that much I could do. Peace is something that starts with me. At times, wonder my purpose. Easy then to feel worthless, but peace is something that starts with me. And then uh, he continues with saying, Had so much on my mind, I didn't know where to go. I've come a long way from them haunting me. Had me feeling oh so low. And uh, and then the hook is, I'm so, I'm so reborn. I'm moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. So, I don't know. I think because Kid Cudi's talked about mental health and stuff before. So, just I think he came out with this album and just at the right time for me personally. And I offered a message of, uh, you know, life kind of sucks sometimes, but keep moving forward, you know, keep trudging along. I think it was, uh, well, I think he's brutally honest, which is why I liked it so much. Like, I was feeling oh so low, these things keep haunting me, but peace starts with me. So how am I going to change my situation? How am I going to bring myself some type of inner peace or whatever? So, you know, whether that's controlling the controllables, obviously there's uncontrollable stuff, there's depression and stuff that's not what i'm saying you can control i'm just saying like you know this relationship isn't going too well what are the controllables for me that i can maybe tweak or what can i do with some certain friends that may not be treating me right or whatever so 
I don't know. I think it offered a message that was great. And yeah, Kid Cudi, thank you, sir. When you listen to this, I'm so positive you will. <laughs> I'm so sure he will. And no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, that was a great song. So yeah. And then first day of my life, I think I told this last time, but I'm a huge gamer. So Life is Strange had this portion where you could uh, play the song Lua by Bright Eyes. And then I looked it up by using uh, the Hey Siri, what song is this? Hopefully that didn't... Yeah, my phone's good. I thought it was going to pop up. No, but... um. And then I learned about their album, I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning. And then I listened to First Day of My Life. So... Oh, did it activate yours? It activated mine saying, Hey Siri, what time is it? Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> activate mine. Nice. Yes, uh, yeah, interesting. You would have thought it... <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. No, so... Those two songs are pretty pretty up there. And then Ghost Town by Kanye on the album Yay. It was just a liberating song, I guess. And again, that was during that same time. So that was a very formative year of my life. But yeah, man. That's very cool. Thanks. Thank you. Um, so as we close off for today's uh, show, uh, is there anything that you would like to promote, uh, whether it is work that you are doing um, or really just in general? Um, man. Like anyone you want to shout out or anything like that? I'll shout out my friend Billy. <laughs> no reason. He's just my friend. No, I'll shout out Cody and Cody's father. Because, Cody, I know we're not friends anymore, but your father did show me a lot of music through you, and you showed me a lot of music. So thank you, Cody. I appreciate that. And Billy, you're still my friend. I don't really know what you're doing right now, but thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being my friend, and thank you, Maxwell. I'd like to shout you out on your own podcast. Thank you. Of course. Is there anything that you're working on right now uh, mm. that you would like to... Uh, Dave Chappelle, if you get my email, please email me back. I want to have an interview with you to put in the COVID-19 archives at Wright State University. Raider up. Um, <laughs> anything I'm working on specifically? Not really. I'm trying to work on some projects, but those are kind of in their, in their brainstorming phase, so we'll see what's happening. But uh, yeah, man. What about you? You do anything cool? Um, I know we're both working at the Guardian, doing some pretty good articles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going that's going well. It's my what third week now. Yeah. Um, also check out the Raider Report podcast uh, every Monday from five to seven. Heck yeah, not five to seven. It's like five to five thirty or six somewhere around there. Um, I totally know what my times are. <laughs> um, and usually uh, we have Nick Benvenuto, uh, Claire O'Toole, Holly Hewlett. And yours truly, uh, interviewing, uh, I guess, Associate Fraser University, uh, as well as uh, a few other people. Like, for example, we had last week, we had uh, Shay Neal, our, our uh, sports director for the uh, radio station. Nice. We might have here on soon, or might have on here soon, which cool, would be man. super cool. And I think once we had Isaiah Davis, who uh, he owns the uh, cookie joint. In, which is a cookie store in, uh, I like a bakery in Dayton. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Sweet, I'll check that out. That's super nice. Um, tune in to Rockin' Raider every Monday from 3 to 5 p.m. for uh, a host of special guests and just a lot of fun times. Heck yeah, uh, man. With music and pop culture discussion and um, us going insane. <laughs> in the meantime... Um, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. And uh, we'll see you uh, next episode. Uh, Tune in to us on Spotify, Anchor, everywhere we can find a uh, place to put this podcast. Cool, cool. Even in the Great Wall of China. Nice. That sounds good. (laughs) We're just going to get a flash drive. Like, download the podcast and then just (laughs) stick the flash drive in the Great Wall of China. Yes, that's how that works. (laughs) That'll be a good idea. Uh, Thank you so much, and good night. Heck yeah, man, good night.